0: Did you know that Easy Medical Device is not only a blog, a podcast or a YouTube channel? It's also an agency that is providing you consulting, coaching and training for medical devices. So if you have any projects, don't hesitate to contact me at info at easymedicaldevice.com. Info at easymedicaldevice.com. So talk to you later. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir El from easymedicaldevice.com. And today we will go uh, to talk about the class one products, but not the normal class one. I call it the class one special or class one specific because there is some specificities to this product. Uh, so for that, I have with me L.M. Ayn uh, from SCR Medical. Uh, so she will help us to understand what you should expect from these products, what uh, are the status regarding the regulation, and specifically the medical device regulation. Uh, So she will really help us to understand what you should do to place these products on the market. Okay, so LM, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you Monier for inviting me in your podcast. Uh, I'm a follower of it, and it's really uh, easy to understand and really useful. So, really proud of what you are doing. So, uh, just to introduce myself, uh, I have founded ACR Medical for audit consulting regulation, and I'm working as a regulatory affairs consultant. Uh, I'm also uh, I'm also a member of Dame Expert Network in France. Okay. Uh, Uh, I started my career in research and development uh, in uh, microbiology, oncology, and also in biochemistry. And then uh, I obtained two degrees in business development. So I had the opportunity to work in several fields like purchasing, uh, sales, marketing, quality, regulatory affairs, and supply chain. And uh, in particular, in sterilization. Uh, But I wanted to specialize myself in regulatory affairs in medical device, so I obtained a master degree in this field, and then I I have worked especially in class one reusable uh, under MDR
0: great so as you can hear yeah Alem is french because she has a french accent uh so uh and i can see really that uh, you choose the right field so from business going to regulatory affairs it's uh, i don't see a lot of people doing that but i think it's because you really liked it uh so yeah let's let's now dig in the topic so related to the class one products can we make just a small reminder to people um, about class one and uh, the specificity, specificities of it. Uh, so how many classes we have in class one?
1: So for sure, so um, as you said uh, at the beginning, we have the class one normal and the class one specific. And under the class one specific, we have three types of devices. So we have the class one uh, sterile, the class one with a measuring function, and the class one reusable, so we have just. And this three.
0: last one is a new one, I think. Yeah,
1: and uh, the class one reusable is uh, new uh, regarding the MDR. It's just appeared with the MDR, so uh, it's a new class, and it uh, respects the rule six in Annex eight. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, and uh, so what? Uh, what's for you, if I can say the. The, the difference between between the class 1 and class 1 special so is there some a major difference for the for the audience
1: yeah for, for sure because the class 1 normal uh, don't need the involvement of a notified body and the class 1 specific need the involvement of the notified body
0: okay so it's uh, a yeah, it's a major yeah. major major difference i think for for people uh, yeah for class 1 you have uh, your products that are self-certified, so it means that you have to gather all the documents to create them by yourself, and then uh, then you self-certify yourself. It means that you are creating your declaration conformity, you sign it, and then you say that yeah, I can now uh, manufacture, uh, I can now uh, sell my products in the countries. Um, but for the class one uh, specific, so uh, there is the involvement of notified bodies. Um, so just one thing, so related to the MDR, um, mm-hmm. there is the MDR that will be in place on the 26th of May, uh, 2020. So yeah. those products under class one or class one specific, when they should be compliant to MDR?
1: Uh, the class one specific, so especially for class one sterile and class one with a measuring function, uh, they already have their um, CE certificate. So the validity is until the end of the validity date of their CE certificate. Okay. Uh, and they should be compliant with MDR after this date. And regarding the class one re- reusable, thanks to the second corrigendum. Uh, which has been published at the end of last year, Uh, they now uh, have until 26 May 2024 to be compliant with MDR. Okay. But but I just want to say that the manufacturers don't uh, have to wait until the last moment to, to be compliant with that, because they have to plan right their transitional period.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about that uh, on the previous episode with Eric Volbrecht uh, about the, the class one uh, that were classified because as we've said, the, this class one error uh, was not existing under the MDD. It was just a class one. And because of MDI, it was classified to class one error. And because of that, as you mentioned, there is this second uh, corrigendum that uh, was uh, used to extend the date Uh, Mainly, I suppose, because there is uh, some kind of uh, issues now, a bottleneck to get some notified bodies for the people that already have a notified body. So, I imagine the difficulty for those that don't have a notified body, uh, I need to find one now. Okay. uh, Just one specificity, maybe, or um, uh, information. Um, Can you help us to understand what, what, which products are really under class one reusable? Because I have a lot of my customers that contact me and uh, say, oh, I have, I'm benefiting from this extension until uh, 2024 because my product is reusable. But uh, I tell them no. So can we clarify this point and try to help the people to understand which products are really under class one air?
1: So, uh, the class 1R uh, is uh, uh, concerned reusable surgical instruments especially. So, uh, it means an instrument uh, intended for surgical use okay.
0: uh,
1: in cutting, uh, drilling, sewing, uh, scratching, scrapping, uh, clamping, uh, retracting and similar procedures so without any connection uh, uh, without any connection in an active device okay. because uh, in this, in this case it will be a class 2a yeah uh, and uh, which is intended uh, by the manufacturer to to be reused after appropriate procedures
0: Okay, so if your product is not doing that, it is not class one air, and it's it's really important to say that because as I said, I'm I'm struggling each time people are coming to me and saying, "Oh, Munir, uh, my product is class one air. I have still some time before uh, to put that on the market," and I say to them, "No, not. I don't think so," <laughs> and they are they are always yeah saying, "No, no, no, no. I'm right. I'm right. I'm right." So I just want to clarify to people, yeah those products are just surgical instruments that are, as uh, LM said, scratching, uh, drilling, etc. Um, if they are not doing that, mm, we cannot put them under yeah. class 1 air. Uh, so you have no extended period. So you have to have your products um, complying to the regulation. By when?
1: By, uh, for the class 1 normal, so by 26 May 2020.
0: So and yeah it's we
1: it have until 4 years
0: yeah. yeah so you have few months now to be uh, to be uh, compliant to to that okay so i think i hope yeah now it clarifies a lot of things for for the people that are listening to to this um okay so we have to have those produce compliant um, at a certain date uh, if i can say now what is the difference for people that have uh, class 1 specific. So, as we've said, we need now to involve the notified body. Um, yes. What will check the notified body? Is it the same as a class 2A two, to B or 3 or it's different? Uh,
1: it's just the, the, the involvement of the notified body is just limited in the critical aspects uh, of the um, of the class, uh, if it's uh, sterile with a measuring function or reusable, so uh, for the class one sterile, uh, the not- notified body uh, will, be, um, audit, uh, will be audit will be audit will audit sorry um, the aspect relating to the establishing, securing, and maintaining the sterile conditions. Okay. For, the medic- for the class one with a measuring function, the, um, the audit will be limited to the aspects uh, relating to the metrological requirements. And uh, for the reusable, so the new one uh, with MDR, uh, yeah, the audit will be limited to the um, uh, reuse of the device. So, uh, in fact, it's just the cleaning, disinfection, sterilization. The maintenance uh, and test the, the functional testing and the uh, instruction for use, also. So, but the, uh, the manufacturer has to choose also a conformity assessment uh, between Annex 9 and 11. So, the Annex 9 is about the quality management system. So, first, the uh, manufacturer has to have to has to put, put in place a quality management system and a risk uh, system uh, it's really important because uh, i have uh, some uh, clients uh, which ask me uh, uh, i can also uh, prepare the technical the, the documentation it's enough to, to get the ce marking yeah. and I, Absolutely. Now you have to put a quality management system first and then your technical documentation.
0: I have the same the same discussions also. I have some people that are contacting me and then saying to me, uh, uh, oh, I need your help to create my technical documentation." I say, "Yes, I can do that." And <laughs> after I said, "But what about the quality management system? What about the clinical evaluation? What about uh, economic operators? What about?" I say, "Oh, really? I need all that?" I say, yes, I mean, the, the the misconception of people is that they think that is what what need to be comply is just the technical documentation. But with the class one now, there is more more things to. Uh, to involve, and I think it's really important for people to understand that it's not the same as for the MDD. You have really to to show that you have a full quality system. I mean, not a full. It's um, as we mentioned on previous episodes, uh, Article 10.9 uh, of the MDR, where you have to check that you are complying to these uh, these elements of the of the of the MDR. And as soon as you complying to that, so you have the minimum quality management system requirements for for your company. Um, so, in terms of, uh, as, you, as we've said, so uh, let's come back to the beginning. So, you said that the notified body will look specifically at some aspects of the products, so sterility condition or measuring function, et cetera. What are they looking exactly because, I mean, are they looking for some reports? Are they looking for what, what kind of document they will be coming to audit? What, what document those manufacturers should have in place? So that they can show that their product is is complying to this classification
1: so uh, as I said um, it's essentially the document in- included uh, in the quality management system, so they will look at the uh, at the manu- quality manual first and um, all the risk management system and all the things uh, linked to the critical aspect, as I said. So for the sterile con- for the class one sterile, all the documents related to the ster- to prove the sterile conditions of the of the device, uh, and for the class one with the measuring function the same. So uh, the notified body will look at the quality management system, the risk management system, and Uh, all the documents related to uh, which prove uh, the metrological requirements of the device. And uh, it's the same for the uh, class one reusable. So they will look at the quality management system again, the uh, risk management system also, and uh, all the documents uh, uh, which prove um, how can we reuse the um, the, the, the device so um, the I U uh, especially uh, because in this uh, document uh, the manufacturer which uh, explain uh, how he has validated uh, his procedure regarding the reprocessing so he will but look at
0: all the when you are seeing uh, that so mainly for example. Um, We have also a lot of manufacturers that um, have an IFU that says um, we should sterilize, uh, we should clean like that, um, sterilize with uh, steam sterilization with this amount of time, this temperature, et cetera, et cetera. Um, They have to prove that this method is correct, if I can say, for their products. It's not only just to prove that, uh, uh, yeah, we use a standard procedure for sterilization. It's also to prove that this method is correct for their specific device.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, they have to prove that it's correct and validated also. It's really okay. important.
0: So they cannot just put this standard method and say, anyway, everybody is using that, so I can use the, the same methodology on my, on my IFU.
1: No, he has to validate it regarding the legal, as, the legal aspect in the country where he sells the product.
0: So, yeah, we, it means that there is some also some local laws that are applying for oh, yeah. those products. Uh, for example, if there there is some local laws in France or local laws in Germany, they have no, to prove that those local laws are applying for, for their products and they are correct. So yeah. the notified body is checking specifically that and it will give you the certificate only if you are complying with all those requirements.
1: Yeah, for sure. But uh, the manufacturer has also to do uh, its uh, EU declaration of conformity in accordance with that Article 19 and Annex 4 of the MDR. Uh, and then uh, if everything is complete, the notified body will uh, give the C-certificate, uh, which covers all the products regarding the class one, sterile, class one with a measuring function, and class one reusable.
0: And if they have the three kinds of products, on their portfolio, they will have three certificates, I suppose. Yes, for
1: sure, yeah.
0: The <laughs> so one for one for one for each. Exactly. Um, so, uh, Ellen, uh, I think regarding uh, the information for, for the auditors, so uh, we also you also created the document, I think, to help them. Um, so, can you tell us more what is inside, so that uh, maybe people can 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 check what what uh, what they can find if they download it from the show notes.
1: Uh, Yeah, for sure. Um, So I explained that there is a guidance uh, which has been published by the MDCG, so the Medical Device Coordination Group, Uh, and it's uh, especially for the class one, so all the class one, normal and specific. Yeah. Uh, And uh, this guidance is really helpful, so I invite all the manufacturers and all people to to read that in detail Uh, and in my presentation I just put all the necessary steps uh, to be in compliance with the MDR. So there is eight, nine steps uh, and it's uh, really helpful because it's easy to understand how to be compliant step by step uh, regarding the MDR.
0: Okay. So yeah, so I will put anywhere those information on the show notes, please uh, go on the show notes and download uh, the documents that LL, uh, LM provided. Um, and uh, I think yeah, you have also all the information inside, so you just have to get um, to get to the document and there will be the links for all the sources and documents that, uh, that you can use uh, to be compliant. Okay, LM, so um, can you help us also, understand what, how, can you, how can you help the people uh, in the audience if they have some question or if they, they have some projects like that?
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. So I had them. Uh, the first thing is that uh, I try to understand uh, how kinds of uh, quality management systems they put in place, how kind of documents they are already. So all the existing data uh, and then we try to do a gap analysis uh, to be able to do an action plan. So I can help them to to, to, to provide some trainings also and some, I can also do some audits
0: and cool. uh, yes,
1: yeah, so I'm a consultant so I can uh, give some, <laughs> some advice to, to manufacturers to be able to, to be in compliance with the MDR.
0: Okay, so great. So, yeah, don't hesitate to contact uh, LM if you have any question uh, regarding what we discussed today about class 1, class 1S, one M and R. Uh, she will be really um, providing you all the information. Uh, and uh, yeah, don't hesitate also to uh, contact her if you need any support for uh, any audit or any training. Okay, so uh, thank you for that. Uh, so for the people that are listening, so thank you for uh, for your uh, support. I see that a lot of people are looking at the podcast and providing some, some messages. So really thank you for that. Don't hesitate also to uh, go to Uh, your platform where you are listening or watching uh, the the video uh, to provide some review. Uh, It's really important just uh, to uh, be be well-ranked, if I can say, on the uh, different channels. And then to be able also to help more people uh, to be compliant to the medical device uh, regulation. Okay, so thank you for your help. And uh, I hope that uh, you will go uh, to the show notes to get all the information that uh, we provided today and uh, that L.M. Uh, wrote and uh, yeah, provided us so that we can really download that. And uh, then uh, I wish you really a nice day, L.M. Thank you. You too. Nice day. Have a nice day.
1: Morning, yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.